When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, two hours down, one hour to go. What's going on, Clint? I got more fun facts. Okay, what's the fact? So during the break, and this will come up in crosstalk for all of these who care about this, yeah. we got a text from uh, Steve Mason that said, I'm, I'm just inferring the tone here. It went to me and Emily. It says, no talking in movies. What is it? What is it? What does it say verbatim? Can you read it, Emily? Are I can't you... read it. It's, no, I'm going to say, no, no you don't you, read what I said. It says, what did uh, May say? Uh, May says, are you effing crazy? Yes, are you yeah. effing crazy? Capitalize, no talking during movies period and my reply was you need way more black friends now that's a sort of a joke but it's not a joke and the fun fact here is that this whole concept of movies and etiquette and you don't talk and you don't say a word about it until you leave is not the way the american movie system worked all the time that was invented by alfred hitchcock with psycho when he was like if you don't get in when the movie starts you don't get in after the doors close and if you say anything after you leave you will be shunned from public society before that movies just ran on a reel and people came in and out and did whatever the heck they wanted because it's just a movie theater. okay but fair to say yes or no more people are walking into a movie theater um not having a conversation not having multiple conversations they're, they're going to be kind of you know there's a like you said like an etiquette again, to it of again at a theater you're going to be quieter than you americas, are in this is a two americas situation mm-hmm. i was not familiar with the uptightness of a certain part of the population until yeah. much later in my life now i know well, I actually want to go to whatever theater. I was going to say next time I go to a movie theater, wanna, I'm inviting everybody except for Mace. You know what I'm saying? Theater. It's the best. It's as good as so, it gets. It's like watching a movie in your house. You're just with people you don't know. That's t- what it's like. One time I went to see uh, last year before uh, Licorice Pizza with Paul Thomas Anderson was like leading the discussion. He was there, but he would not start the movie until everybody was seated. So people were going to get like popcorn and stuff. And someone on the PA had to be like, everybody needs to sit down or Paul doesn't want to start this movie. And I was like, all right, I'm already off this movie. Do not really enjoy that. Famously non-self-absorbed people, Hollywood directors. Just just saying, you know what I mean? That's that's a a bit much for me. Um, All right, it's a Bud Light Football Friday on 710 ESPN, getting you pumped up for what's on tap for NFL Championship Sunday, presented by Bud Light. Make Bud Light your game day beer. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy, must be 21 or older. Please enjoy responsibly. I'm going to read this uh, quote here from Charles Barkley, and we'll get your thoughts on it, all right? Um, He was uh, basically referring to the load management conversation, which seems to be a conversation pretty frequently. This isn't just didn't just come up yesterday. Was this on was this on on the air on TV? This was on uh, Sirius XM NBA Radio. Okay. All right. He's doing an interview on there. He says, it's embarrassing for the NBA. I cannot wait for these owners to put their foot in their asses in this next CBA. These dudes going to do something to these players. They're going to be like, wait a minute, you can't make $50 million and not play half the season because now you're really just slapping me in my face and taking my check twice a month. So I, I definitely have thoughts when I read a quote like that, but what initially comes to your mind when, when Charles Barkley has that uh, on load management? There's a couple things that come come to my mind, which is that we unfortunately are in a position where the popularity of the NBA – has grown 
in a way that, quite frankly, has nothing to do with actual basketball. I've said this for years. Transaction Twitter has taken over the league in the context of what people may or may not do, the interactions off court. And I don't, I don't have a problem with this. This is not something I consider to be – this is not me – I'm not an old man on my porch yelling, it's not about basketball anymore. I don't actually have a problem with it because I enjoy all of that. But what it means is that mm-hmm. a higher percentage of fans of the National Basketball Association simply do not care about watching actual basketball games with the best players in them. It, it, it isn't a big fan demand. It, it just isn't. And that's where it's particularly difficult because the golden generation of which I'm referring to Barkley – and the dream team, get off my lawn on that one, they're looking at this and it's hard for them to process because the idea is, well, if people didn't watch us play, you people wouldn't even have the platform to not play and people know who you are. So I I understand the generational gap, but at the same time, if the kid who buys all the jerseys and yeah. the kid who watches everything on TV and the kid who interacts with every single piece of social the NBA makes or surrounding it doesn't actually care who plays in the games... Well, that's just the business model you have now, and that's that's hard to reconcile with if you're a hardcore hoops fan. I understand the the, the dichotomy. I think in a perfect world, right? We are not saying um, Kawhi and PG are going to play in a game. They had a game. I think it was um, I can't I can't remember where exactly it was. They played 15, 16 minutes. Only played the first half. It was at Denver. Okay, right? played at Denver. Only played in the first half, and they were getting blown out. So Tyloo was like, "Take these guys out." Next game, next night. They were at Utah, and none of them played. None of like the key players, Kawhi mm-hmm. and PG, didn't play. And you're going to sit and look at it. Wait a minute. So these guys played only 15 minutes in the first half of one game, and yet you're load managing them for the next game while LeBron, who's 38 years old, continues to play in back-to-back. Somebody add the pieces for me. My issue with Barkley, in a perfect world, all these players play. Mm-hmm. Right, I can't go to Amanda and say, Amanda, um, I'm in for the first hour and a half. <laughs> tweak, tweak something mid-segment. My voice, voice is yeah. bothering me a little bit. I'm gonna, by the way, Wednesday, Thursday, probably not going to be here. I'm going to go on. Well, okay? Some of us can't do that. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I say that because that's a perfect world that the guys are going to play. Mm-hmm. But Barkley, he's mad at the wrong people. How so? Why are you mad at the players? I, I You know who started all this load management? It was Popovich and the Spurs. Yeah. This is part of the strategy. If the strategy is, I want to win an NBA championship, and I want to be healthy and fresh by the time I get to the playoffs, that's front offices that are, that have really kind of started all of this. Yeah. And now, listen, it's taken to a completely different level. I'm not okay with it. I mean, I, I listen to Michael Thompson in the pregame show, and when I tell Michael, and it's a conversation because I know it irks him, and he will say... Um, would Kobe have taken this game off? Would any of the players in the 80s and the 90s? This? Now, I could also tell Michael it ain't the same world. No, it's and, not. And, and certain things are okay in today's NBA that maybe wasn't okay 15, 20 years ago. I think, you know, to get mad at the owners, to get mad, or I'm sorry, to get mad at the players, I think you really got to look. There's a lot of front offices. Do you think the Clippers front office is just completely depending only on what Paul George and Kawhi tell them? Or do you think it's a front office decision to say, hey, fellas, 
if you play X amount of games, by the time we get to the playoffs, we might be the freshest and the best out there. Who cares about the season? I think it goes franchise to franchise, and I think that's part of the big issue with what the Warriors NBA is doing. Warriors do it a lot, with. too. The Warriors do it a lot, too, but the Warriors also have a lot more better players from a depth standpoint than most teams do. The Clippers compare, obviously, as well, but most teams don't, which is why it's a little bit of a catch-22. But that's not the issue, right? The issue is, I bought a ticket, I thought I bought the ticket to see this star, and all of a sudden I'm coming to the game, and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and yeah, Draymond but Green and Iguodala are The not reason playing. why that's slightly specious is because, again, that assumes that that's the biggest experience exposure you're going to be able to get to see the guy play. This is not 1994 when going to the arena to look at somebody with your eyeballs was the best chance you were going to get to see an athlete interacting with the rest of the world. That's where this is a little bit different. What athletes have to do in general today requires just a higher level of social battery for a lot of things. And so not saying that that should take away from basketball. That's not what I'm getting at at all. I'm just saying they're living kind of different lives than athletes did in the era that Michael Thompson did where you could leave the basketball court and nobody would talk to you unless you wanted them to kind of thing. And I'm not saying that because of Michael. I'm saying that because of the way social media works. But overall, the reason why this is a main issue is because, I'm sorry, this is what you get when the balance between teams is, is pretty good. It's like if guys look around and say, I don't need to play this many games, it's not going to make that huge of a difference because we know where our team is at. That's just the reality of the competitive balance of the NBA. And that's perhaps a bad thing, but at the same time, it means you've got enough good teams where people think they got a chance without necessarily being out there every day. And the product becomes different than the goal. And that's where this is really tricky is because, again, mm-hmm. I don't think that most NBA fans under 25 are necessarily watching 48 minutes a game anyway. That's not why they're interacting with the league. They like the stars, they like the highlights, and that's sure. a reasonable reason to like it. And it, it just doesn't process the same way in terms of what people care about. The idea of, I brought my kid to a game, I can't believe that star didn't play, it it stinks. Don't get me wrong, but again, your kid's got plenty of chances to see that guy doing a million other things, including playing basketball, even if it's not with their eyeballs. That just wasn't the case 20 years ago for for example, when, say, dad was a kid. The the reason why I also don't think anything's going to change here, like Charles Barkley saying, hey, they got to change this for the next CBA ownership. That's not whatever, happening. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think And I think players are only getting – the CBA is only getting stronger for the players yeah. than it is – I mean, NFL might be the only one where it's you know the weakest because Major League Baseball, we know the impact of the players, NBA as well. But correct me if I'm wrong here. Is it affecting the bottom line of the NBA business? No. I don't think it is. This is is what I'm getting at. So if it's not affecting the bottom line of the NBA business, then they're not going to change it. Now, if you started having, hey, you know, the the Lakers only sold 16,000 tickets instead of 19,000, then maybe that's a different conversation. The NBA is a perfect example. There are eight teams in each league that get in. Do you really need eight teams to get in from each league? No, but it allows for more right. basketball games. Do they really need 82 games to determine who's the top eight? No, they probably don't. You could probably get it done in 70 games. Do you really need a playing tournament now that allows no. two additional teams to get it? You know, they're obviously only doing this because it's just different revenue streams that they didn't have before. Certainly, But I don't think it's affecting the game. I don't think it's affecting the bottom line, and because it's not, I don't think it's going to change. This is what I'm getting at. If people don't like what the NBA is offering, they have a very simple option, which is to not show up and not participate. And I say this all the time to Lakers fans. I'm blaming 
different people for this, different people for that. I'm like, if you hate so much of this product, stop going. Maybe they'll listen to you as far as what makes sense to get this franchise together. And that's kind of where I am with the NBA is that do I love the idea that the people who are most concerned, and I don't mean like journalists or people we work with, I mean, you know, guys who are throwing, you know, people whose entire life exists for trade generator options or whose entire life exists for whatever, you know, that has to do with, I don't even know, things that are not related to actual what happens on the court every day. No, those people are part of the NBA landscape at this point. There, there's no coming. That toothpaste is well out of the tubes, Lee, by a mile. All right, um, all-star starters have been selected, and I'm going to fight tooth and nail for one of uh, Taylor's guys that should have been. Vlade Divac is oh, – oh, Okay, not Vlade. Dang it. Not Sabonis. Dang it. I'm going to fight for Sabonis, number one. Number two, Lakers are about to go on a five-game road trip. How important is this five-game road trip? They're healthy. They look like they could be starting to work their way up the standings, but if they go two and three or they went one and four, what would that mean? So we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I think this is my favorite NFL weekend. Is it? It's not mine. Well, it's not in the sense that when they had Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, that was just some. There's six games. That was the strong. The wild card weekend, yeah. The wild card weekend. But this weekend, I love Super the wild two, card weekend because there's an extra game. The two games, the noon and the 3.30 like, I, I'd rather get together with people for this. Don't get me wrong. I know the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. But I get two games here. And I got it's it. like less And it ends at a time of day that's reasonable. Yeah. And, and it's less uh, commercialized, right? Like, these are actually still in... Um, Pure football fans. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's more about the actual game. Super Bowl is... What if, uh, what if the Bolts were in it? I would not watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> I would not watch Super Bowl. But I don't have to you worry about that. Staley's there. Um, speaking of there. speaking of things you watched, so because I am lucky enough uh, to be television's Clinton Yates, as you all know, occasionally people send me things uh, because you know they want me to have them. I don't know. So tell me what you're <laughs> yes, talking about. He's Explain. an influencer. He so I get free stuff in the mail from yeah. companies that not you know necessarily want me to be on TV with them, but they want me to you know have be a part of whatever they're doing. Okay. I got a free Apple TV in the mail, 4K, and I don't know what to do with nice. it. Like, do I like? It's not the television; it's the box. And so, you know, I don't know how well familiar you are with these, but I don't really know anything about this, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like, do I need to? 
make my house in Apple, my Apple house in Apple home? Like, what are we, what do I actually, what can I actually do with this? Because I already have every you know channel him? known to man because I can't deal with not being able to watch any sporting event at any given time. So, like, there's nothing that's going to do that's going to, like, so widen. There's no real advantage. I don't really know. I mean, maybe I'm missing right. something. Also, one, does it come with Apple TV Plus? Like, the Apple TV. Uh, it channel. comes with a year of something. Okay, so it's, it's probably that. a year of Apple TV. Apple TV has great content. I think they're really good. They also have baseball in there too. But sure. one thing you can do, do you have a Chromecast already? No. Okay, so it's you can project what's I'm on your phone. I'm already confused. You can project right, what's so on your phone. This is where it's difficult, phone. but this is where I come yeah. to the youngs. <laughs> you okay. can check what's on your phone onto your Apple TV yep. with AirPlay. So yep. if you have. You um, can actually drive and it will go on your windshield. <laughs> it will go the full game uh, on your windshield. So okay, that's, that's a great idea. So <laughs> if you're watching, uh, I don't know, if you have uh, Netflix on your phone and you want to project it onto your TV, yeah. you just put Netflix on, have your Apple TV Plus going, and then you can. Click in the corner and say project into my Apple TV okay. Plus. Wouldn't you that's rather have for that's, TV? But that's that, that's not a that's nothing a phone and a TV can't do if they're otherwise linked, right? I don't necessarily need Apple TV to do that, right? Like my my Sony TV has screen mirroring. Yes, I just so you don't necessarily need the Apple TV for that. So like, what's also good about Apple TV? Yeah, is the is the is the streaming service. The streaming service is good. Here's yeah. Here's what I'm much more interested in. Okay, so this is something because you do TV. Um, they they send it to you in the mail and yeah, hope nice maybe gift box and everything. you're going to talk about it or whatever yeah. the case is. Which you, you did. Also give it to Emily. You did. <laughs> you did talk about it and and your promotion Do you want of it? it. We'll talk we'll about talk it later. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> you did talk about it and your yeah. promotion of it is you don't even know whether you can use it. What? <laughs> well, I what, don't. What I'm are they? Enough. What are people sending you or companies sending you that you're like, this is the greatest thing that I've got. I will never use this. I will always <laughs> use this. Like you want the pie chart? Some, the pie chart stuff that have come so in. So the pie chart pretty much is it's about fifty five percent clothes. Okay, you know t shirts, shorts, sweatshirts, hoodies, those kinds of things. Things that look like stuff I might wear. And if you wear and you're on, on TV, accident, it's, you know it's like a little that, yeah. ancillary shine. That, what did I say? Fifty five percent. So yep. we we're working with forty five more percent. Thirty more percent are probably things that like are just basic promotional items but that are like tech related trinkets the number of branded phone chargers i have or yeah. you know whatever mm-hmm. well, you love your jackie headphones is that, oh well there's true Th- these were actually a promote speaking of these came from somebody who's on the apple tv broadcast that's another story another famous friend of mine gave me these because she got them for free and she didn't want to have them okay. katie nolan gave them to me anyway so the other half of them is like st- I mean, the other 30 30 is stuff like that for mm-hmm. the most part but then there's like because I'm rethinking my whole career now. There, then there's like the 10%. And I don't know where the math is, so do not get on me, internet. Where it's like something that is definitely for you and only you. And it's really cool. And it like has your name on it or whatever. This Apple TV is not that. A lot of people got that. It was a you know friend of a friend who was like, I think you should have this. We're giving them away. Here's you go. But every once in a while, you get something that's legitimately personalized. That like say I don't know a baseball bat for a celebrity yep. softball game. Yep. That's like really fun. And so this one fell into the well, I can't just let this sit in my house because it's like a functional thing. You should give it to somebody. It, see, well, I, the thing is, okay, the second part of this conversation is if I'm going to use it, it's because I'm going to go full Apple Home and like do all sure. of the- Everything's going to be Everything's going, but like connected. I don't really live that life anyway, and I don't know that I want to convert- it seems like a lot of work. It's, <laughs> it is a lot of work. Just give I, it, I, I, I think also, you give it to somebody. I, th- I might have to just I give it I prefer- 
a Google Home because I think I like the Google products better than yeah. Apple products. I know somebody with a so Pixel. I'll, I have, I'll, I'll put yeah, that, there's no chance I'm touch. turning into a Google Home. That's no, that's all, that's Google's legit. Is a lot easier than everything. most of their stuff. Anyway, but that's okay. Just my, well, my all right, but they're literally getting sued for antitrust monopoly because they literally own everything. This is true. They got everything. But I don't really know that. I mean, I'll have, I don't have a Google phone, so this all relates back to. But the you phone. don't need a Google phone in order to use Google Home things. Yeah, yeah, but that feels brand branding is off. You anyway, we'll talk about this offline. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back. The, uh, <laughs> okay, so I, I don't I don't know where you are on this. I'm not an all star guy. Okay, I will watch it, but I don't. You know, I, I'm not. When it comes out of who's making the all star game, who are the starters? All right. Doesn't really do too much for me. Okay. There was a point where the three point contest used to be awesome. The oh, slam yeah, that dunk was contest. Did you feel a little awesome. connectivity to the three point contest? Well, as a career forty one percent three point shooter. <laughs> Peja. Um I that's that's you know, the connection there, right? But like there it used to be a big weekend. Yeah. Slam dunk contest used to big, be amazing. That was big. All of your boys from the from the from the team you played on, you'd all get together at the same house and you'd yeah. have a sleepover and you'd watch all Bro, the there was, that. There uh, was I mean, that was some of those fun times of my life. Probably within the last, I think three weeks ago, Lakers played the Hawks, mm-hmm. and Dominique does the TV broadcast yeah. for the Atlanta Hawks, and Dominique comes over and he's talking to Michael, and really, actually, cool stories, anyways. But they're they're having a conversation. Funches and I are both suing each other. I'm like, That's freaking Dominique Wilkins, and you think of Dominique, and you think of the slam dunk contest, and you think of him and Michael Jordan going against each other, which, by the way, Dominique won, but they gave it to they Jordan. They gave it to Mike, yeah. Um, but that's what it used to be. And I think there used to be more of a – I had a, a, a certain feeling towards the All-Star weekend, and I don't think I have that anymore. That's just me personally. Some people might be different. When they announce the starters, this, that, are you into all that stuff or not really? Depends. I might start having All-Star sleepovers again and see how see how much fun those can be. That was really <laughs> the fun part for me is that you know, actually people – it was like the one time you could get a lot of people to stare at one thing at one time. 7 sleepover? Uh, hey, listen. Not sleepover. we got to have a different name. Slumber party. <laughs> Because that way, you know how like people do that? They sleep outside of ballparks? Anyway, going on. Okay, we'll talk so, about it so this is, and Taylor, if you weren't here, I probably would not bring it up. But your boy, Sabonis, of the Sacramento Kings, who, by the way, have the, what are they, third in the Western Conference? That's right. Okay. Like um, the beam. I get it that Sabonis, not exactly as sexy as Zion Williamson, right? Not exactly as big of a big of a name as Zion. This is you mean just into a oh, big of a name, okay? Yeah, Not actual handsome man community stuff. Your boy got hosed. Your boy actually got hosed. Like I'm, I for someone who doesn't care, and Zion got in playing. I think like 12, 13 less games than Sabonis. Sabonis having fantastic stats. Hold on, Doma is still an all star, right? He's just not a starter. Well, they just picked starters so far. Yeah, okay, they picked just picked starters. So if he's not an all star at all, then I'll be no, pissed. No, no, no. Yeah, he'll that's a different a story. I'm not okay. there yet. Be, uh, I mean, I get it. Small market team. They're not going to get all the attention. I actually voted for Zion too. I, I voted for Sabonis oh, and then Zion. Upset, but the so, market doesn't have anything to do. It's all popularity. Yeah, because I like Zion. Is, I like watching him. That mm-hmm. that was around the time he wasn't. You know, I mean, he was playing more when I voted for him. But yeah, Sabonis I, played 45 games this year. Zion's played 29. Come on. It seems like there should be Come an on. eligibility count that's a little higher than 30 games. But that's just me. And Sabonis is playing. I know he's avoiding surgery, so he can't play. Uh, again, I'm not. Uh, LeBron is in his, what did we say? Um, he matches Kareem for most all-star appearances, his 19th selection. Like There, there are some cool storylines that kind of come into it. But, uh, you know, Taylor, it's... Also, no Embiid. You've never been to All-Star Weekend? The Embiid thing is the most ridiculous thing, but they're just doing it by position. So, 
Kyrie shouldn't be a starter in the East. No, but there's point guards. Embiid should be there. Guards, well, yeah. then it's Embiid and Giannis and KD. You basically have three right. seven-footers. You never been to an All-Star weekend, bro? I went to Vegas. Went oh. to the All-Star weekend in Vegas. You run in, I hope you didn't run into Pac-Man Jones. Did not run into Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> Quality move right there. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I went, and by the way, that kind of has gone down as one of the... There was a time after that All-Star weekend when... It was pretty much Vegas will never have an oh, NBA Oh, that team. changed the face of a lot of what goes on at these All-Star weekends because of that. They will never have an NBA team, and now it's just a matter of time until they have an NBA They'll team. They'll have a team there, but I don't, it's going to be a while before the All-Star festivities come back. <sighs> NBA All-Star weekend changed did you go to, the to one, me. Did you go to the one here? I went to the one in D.C., and I was a much younger man. There were a lot of parties. Tell you what. You know what I'm saying? That's what All-Star weekend is about for me now as a grown man. The streets. Yeah. Not necessarily what's happening in the gyms. Um, okay, uh, coming up next, we'll talk. Uh, it's kind of a listen. I, I don't want to sound dramatic here, but kind of an important five-game road trip for the Lakers here. Uh, when you're sitting three games below 500, and you haven't exactly played perfect basketball by any stretch, you're still in the NBA standings because there's a lot of mediocre teams in the West. But you just got Anthony Davis back, and mm-hmm. oh by the way, there's not much of a ramp up. You got the Boston Celtics tomorrow, a team with one of the best records they in the look NBA. Good too. I want to get your thoughts on just how critical this stage is because they play 10 games between now and the All-Star break. What do they call this, the Grammy trip? This is the Grammy trip, yep. How much ground they got to make up over those 10 games? We do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show. Clinton Yates in the house, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I mean, say the quote again. We just, we just had an incredible moment in the break where Slee and I were discussing food. Yep, and, and we'll some, get into it. There were some food choices, and he said something, and I said, you know what? I'm so disgusted with you. I don't yep. even want to see you. Yep. You go to the bow. I'm going to stay Come at the stern. Oh. And that is a <laughs> extremely deep cut Donnie Brasco line from when they go on the boat mm-hmm. with, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but I can look at his face, the character. Yep. I, I, and Lefty's thinking he's got this big deal set up. He ends mm-hmm. up getting stepped on his toes. He doesn't realize that Donnie's semi-involved. And he gets so angry with him. He just, you, you go to the bow and he breaks out this boating language that you did not know Lefty from Mulberry Street had available. It's funny. It's, it's like, one of my favorite mob movies ever. I love it. Ever. I, 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 love I know that movie by heart. Yeah. We, used to have, we used to play it all the time. Uh, it's a Fugazi. Yeah. Right? I mean, just, it's, it's one of the classic you scenes, You go to the right? bow. How about you just... 
He just looks right at him. He's like, eh. Johnny Depp's like, it's a Fugazi. So we meet a Fugazi. Um, okay, so this is why we got into it. Yes. This is why you wanted me to go to the other side of the boat. Yes. I asked you, do you cook often? I said, sure, every now and again. I said, I made a steak last night. Put a steak together yesterday. Sure. So Sunday, kind of a odd day here. In, in, in the NBA world, you don't have too many Fridays and Sundays off. No, you don't know what to do with yourself. This might be the only Friday and Sunday that the Lakers don't play. So they obviously got this marquee game tomorrow against the Celtics, Saturday game, um, but Sunday got the whole day. So I'm instantly thinking, I've gone two weekends in a row cooking a New York strip. Okay. And it was, you know, people gave suggestions, do this, do that. Travis was nice enough, got that cast iron skillet. He's like, you got to oh, use this. Yeah. So um, so that's why I've done the last, last two weekends. Strictly steaks. Strictly New York strip. Okay. okay? So with that in mind, I was thinking, I'm like, all right, what, what, what do I want to put together this weekend? And I don't know yet. I'm still trying to figure it out. Oh, I mean, it's, you've got two segments to go to tell the audience. Well, I, and, and it's, <laughs> you it, might want to sort that one out. If the audience wants to give any suggestions, I'm, it might be wings. It might be this. Like, I, I'm going to figure right. out what exactly that I wanna, uh, that I want to do. But I said to you, I said, you know what I never have? And every time I have it, I ask myself, why don't I have this more? And I said, Salmon. And that's when you said, go to the other side of the boat. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm so disgusted with you, Donnie. You're going to like salmon? <laughs> salmon is delicious. I love fish. I eat fish in various different forms, cooked and uncooked. Salmon is too fishy of a fish. Like, how you going to be too fishy as a fish? How <laughs> does that make like sense? That's like saying a steak is too... Uh, meaty. They kind of are, but there's bunches of different varieties of beef that you can eat that mm-hmm. I can understand. But salmon specifically, of all of the fish in the sea, so what are you doing? Tasty like fishy a white for me. Fish? I like a white a, fish. Yeah. I like. I mean, I like a lot of different things. But yeah. sam- I, I, it's just not. It's yeah. really yeah, hard to, to get face. it good. Say it to my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to get it good. I've also it, never been like, mm, I can't wait to oh, have more salmon. Yeah, like, I, but I no. think that's why. I think it's because I never have it. It's like, man, you, you, that <laughs> wedding we were at, oh, man, <laughs> that salmon was, was bumping. Like, that doesn't happen. I'm going to tell my girl that you guys are making fun of the salmon oh, she made a couple so days now, ago. Now, okay? now it's a transferable a day, dish just to keep the fire going. Okay. She uh, she cooked it in the... Um, in the uh, uh, why am I forgetting the name of it? I don't know. It was so delicious. You Cast iron skillet. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. It, it tastes so cooker. good. <laughs> the air fryer, air fryer. The, the air fryer. Cook in the air fryer. The air fryer. Air fryer. That took you way too long to get to. Like I, you're forgetting I, I the names of your kids while through them and you don't even have it. Like, what? I literally didn't have it. How it, many appliances do you have in your kitchen that you could remember that one? The air Go on. fryer? Yes. Oh. I might do some salmon this week. Right on. All hey, right. So, hey, okay. The air fryer adds an element that I might consider because I've never really had fish in an air fryer but salmon to me if it's not on a on a roll as in with rice and seaweed probably not having it not for me it's too delicious all right delicious okay um what are we getting into we're getting into the cookie thing okay that's right the lakers so they got they're at boston at brooklyn do the math here i'm pulling up the standings at knicks at indiana and they're playing the uh the pelicans in the final of their five game road trip they're a little fortunate in this there's some – the Lakers I don't feel like have any breaks this year. And I'm not – I don't want to make excuses for them. Some of that is on their own. The other part of it is AD has missed another 50% of the year. Okay? So that's – These that's, are just realities. That's on the Lakers, and, and there's nothing you could do about that. They also started the season out 2-10 and 10 when he was there. So right. you don't want to give them – there were moments where they had opportunities to not be awful, and they were awful. But over the last – AD was out for about five and a half weeks – and Clinton, they played 500 basketball. I don't know what to tell you, but that sounds 
unbelievable that they were able to play 500 basketball over that stretch. They're still currently three games below 500 as well. And I said before that I think as much as the numbers matter, the attitudes matter. And 13th in the West. 13th in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as the numbers matter in terms of whether or not you go 2-3, and 3-2, three, three and 4-1, and one, whatever it may be, God forbid 1-4 and four or 1-5, how they get through this stretch is going to determine whether or not they even have a chance to make the numbers back up. And it being the longest road trip of the season with kind of the biggest microscope on the season, you, you I don't want to say that you've had, but that's been that important just because, as I mentioned earlier, just because of time, it's a big one. It's It's very important. I don't think this is one where you can kind of sit up there and – do that thing where sometimes coaches and players will shuffle responsibility between the general and the specific as it fits their need to be able to basically dodge a question. You're not going to be able to do that on this road trip. Each of these games in a, in a, in a microscope is going to matter to the overall makeup of the team well beyond whether or not you win or lose. Now, once you look at the road trip and they get back home, if you're 1-4, well, that decides a lot of things. If you're 0-5, that decides a lot of things. If you randomly go 5-0, and 0, and let's just say you do something you rarely ever do and have done only once this year and, like, win an overtime game, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you get something out of that. But I think for this specific stretch, how they get through it as a team is going to be as important as the numbers because then you never know what the numbers are going to be in terms of the big stretch run after the All-Star. All right, I'm just going to play this out just because they got 10 games left before the All-Star break starts. Five on the road. Um, five of them are on the road. Actually, what do we or got? Or five, five are in this road trip. They actually got, no, seven of them. Seven of their next ten Oof. games are on the road. But I'm, I'm going to do this just to do it, and then yeah. we, we take it from there. They don't have any excuses left because if you're saying, well, guys, you know, AD's not around. Well, no, he's back. Um, Reeves and Lonnie Walker, I think they get reevaluated today. They're going to come back soon enough. Yuan got Rui Hachimura, who is really kind of that player, the 6'8 wing I'm not telling you he's going to come in, he's going to fit perfectly. But everything you guys have been whining about as far as Lakers fans, what you needed, yeah. he fits the yeah. bill. And by the way, sometimes we like whining. Even I'm not saying that fine, that's a bad you know? thing. I'm just saying that it was, well, the reason I say whining is also because it took long enough. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. terms of like actual concern from fans. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to, they got some stuff that, that will fall their way. I think Marcus Smart is out tomorrow. KD will be out for that game. Uh, Tyrese Halburn will be out for the Pacers game. Pacers Pelicans is a game have, you got to think you can win. Pelicans won't have Zion. Pelicans is a game you got to think you can win. So those are some things that will fall towards the Laker way. I'm just going to do this rapid fire with you, and you sure. just you say W or no. All right. Okay? At Boston tomorrow. L. I'm with you. Okay? Um, at Brooklyn on the 30th. That's an L. I just think the Nets are playing too well, okay. even without KD. I'm going to go win on that one. Okay. The very next day you got the Knicks, so you're back-to-back here. Mm. They got to split those two. Yeah, but which 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 side of the back to back? I'm taking is LeBron Brooklyn. They'll play? win. I'll t- I'm saying they'll win against Brooklyn because everyone will play. And by the way, they okay. LeBron's been playing in some of these back to backs, so I actually don't expect him to sit out. I, that's what I was gonna say. Like I, I think you got to play that game. Like okay. at some point, the back to backs have to add up to the reason you're skipping them all is because you can play some of them. So I'm gonna say win Brooklyn, lose to the. I'll Knicks. I'll say it the other way around. Okay, so you you got them at one and two yeah. right now. So do I. The Knicks, by the way, also playing reasonably good basketball right now. Agree. Who walked into Boston last night and won on the road? Randall had a bang and a half on. Um, who was it? Who did he dunk on? I can't remember. It was great. great. Um, Pacers on that Tuesday. I'm gonna go W. So that's that's a two in a row there in the middle of the five gamer. Uh, no, it's for it's, me. It's win loss. Win, oh right, because you have the losing to the Knicks. Okay, row. got it. Yeah, all right. Okay, you got win W or a, a loss there. 
I think they can win that game. Okay. Pacers are the only below 500 team in that I, I, setup. I got them also winning the Pelicans only because Zion's not there. Okay? okay. So I got them going 3-2 and two on the road trip. After that, you're home against OKC, which you're probably breaking Kareem's record in OKC or Milwaukee, one of those two games. Probably going to happen here at Crypto. Oh, against Milwaukee would be interesting. Um, then they got Milwaukee. And if I just say that's an L because it's the Milwaukee Bucks, fine. I'm just going to try to give them the benefit of the Middleton's doubt Middleton's also back doing things, so that's... And then they finish it off at Golden State, at Portland, and then one more game against the Pelicans. Golden State and Portland are winnable games. I mean, those last three games are winnable games. You know, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say 500 in those last four games. Okay. Just because, but this is... And this is where the, the mental makeup thing... I guess I'll just say leading all the way up to the All-Star break matters because you've got enough opponents there that are people that even if you do think you can make a run, you will be facing. You're not facing the dregs of the league. You're facing guys that you got to look in the eyeballs and they've got to decide whether or not we win or lose this game, can we beat you in a long-term series situation? Like, you know, that this is why the games matter, guys. You know what I mean? It, it, it's That's why you play the games. It's not just a simulation after you line up uh, your starting lineup. So that's why I think this is an important stretch. It's as much about what actually happens in many ways before the break as it is how many wins they get because you got to figure out who you are mm-hmm. in many ways in terms of the combinations you want before you can really make a run. They got to go. And it, 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 they might just get fortunate here timing-wise. They're fortunate that they get 10 games with Anthony Davis and Rui before the All-Star break. Yeah. They're fortunate that they got some matchups where a team might be missing one of their key players they're fortunate that they're not out of the hunt, even after Anthony Davis was out as long as he was. I think you got to go six and four in these final ten. I think there's also an argument that they're fortunate that they've got real opponents because if you do go that six and four, then you've you know built you beat some, some real confidence. Mm-hmm. You've actually beat some teams that are good, and that that can only be helpful. And that's getting to my point. You're right. If they go anything above five hundred here. I think that's about as big of a morale boost as you're going to get or this, that, that this group has had, mm-hmm. quite frankly, period, since they've been together. So if you also go 6-4 and four in your final 10, then it puts you one game within 500 for the final stretch of the season. And it's like, all right, here we are. You're almost starting back at even. You're basically starting at zero. The 2-10 and 10 you started with, uh, 25 games, Anthony, put all that to the side. Right. You either make your run right here. Or it doesn't happen. Or you don't. Or you're not that good. Yeah. And so just having that sort of, it's not quite controlling your own destiny, but it is certainly a situation where you can evaluate yourself well. And you're also not in a position where you can constantly make more excuses because as much as each single reason for one single night or one single thing might make sense, it gets a little tiring when, three, even through the frustration, it feels that a lot of people around the Lakers don't just want to say, maybe this isn't what we thought it was. So okay. at least they'll know by the end of this, by the All-Star break. So February 9th trade deadline, Lakers already made a move. Mm-hmm. Take a listen. This is Brian Windhorse. I think it was yesterday, talking about what you could expect from the Lakers potentially by February 9th. All right. By doing the Hachimura trade, the Lakers are signaling that they're not going to be protecting cap space this summer. When you trade for a restricted free agent to be like they've done with Hachimura, that's essentially a free agent move. So I could see them using Beverly, flipping his expiring contract for a guy with money on his, uh, on his deal. They possibly could look at some other players in those types of trades. Maybe Lonnie Walker. He's got value. The other one is what everybody wants to talk about. The idea that they could trade the two first-round picks in the future and maybe Russell Westbrook for a superstar player. Rob Palinka talked about this possibility a couple of days ago, that that's what they're looking for. And it was funny, Max, because 
When I talked to league executives over the last 24 hours, they say, oh, the Lakers would trade a bunch of draft picks for a player to make them championship quality? That's breaking news. We all would trade <laughs> a player who could make us championship quality. But I would say that right now, and the key is right now, we're January 25th or whatever today is. We're not at February 9th. Right now, I don't see that type of trade on the market. Maybe there will be something in early February, but I think it's more likely for the Lakers to look for a Beverly flop than there is to be a blockbuster deal at this point. So, by the way, that's kind of been the theme here, that a blockbuster probably not happening with the Lakers. Been saying that for months. And, and, and let's just, I, I think it's a good example. I, I thought the Patrick Beverly experiment before the season started, I liked him on the, on, on the Lakers. Yeah. I think as the dust has settled, if they said tomorrow they traded Pat Bev because they got a shooter, I don't have any problems with that. I, I think Pat Bev... Sometimes he can show you. They played a game against the Blazers. Mm-hmm. They were down 25. Pat Bev, second half, was really, really effective. Not because of his stats, because he went and guarded Dame, and Dame yeah. went 5 of 17. And he showed you, like, hey, here's my value. He played the game, yeah. However, if you told me Pat Beverly is not on this team tomorrow, I'm not losing sleep over it. I, I think that if they were able to go out and get another shooter, I don't think Polanco's going to hesitate, too. If he finds a deal that he thinks it makes sense, he'll do it. But he's that blockbuster that we thought maybe three months ago before the season started, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I agree, but there's a part of me still, Slee, that feels like, I mean, we're just still a little bit too much in the hamster wheel of deals for me to take this team seriously from a roster construction standpoint. You might love the salmon, and you might make it a bunch of different ways, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's still salmon. And that's kind of what's unfortunate about this is that I feel like once you get caught up in that, well, we're making, you know, it's like, dude, I don't know how much easier it is to get just because you trade for a superstar. It's February, and you're in 13th still potentially. You bring in a bunch of new guys. You still got to do stuff. It's just, man, the degree of difficulty is high. I think, for this team to get to where they want to be, never mind get to there where they want to be, beat other teams, and bring home some trophies. It just seems like there's so many steps to make in such a short period of time. It's really difficult to be realistic about whether or not that's going to work. kind of funny. I think for me, get in the playoffs, and then whatever happens, happens. I guess, but like when that's what everybody says. But, but Clint, Clint, the reason why teams I say that, below I don't the have, six seed don't but, make it far in the playoffs. But, but I don't have expectations right. of... But a lot of those other teams you're talking about also don't have LeBron and AD. So that that's the biggest difference, right? Like I I don't I might look at teams that are in front of the Lakers right now right. that once you're in the playoffs, they don't have two guys that have done it before. They don't have Braun who's done it however many okay. times. That part is a little bit different, yeah. but my expectations are also not Hey, this team's about to get to the finals. I don't think anybody has those no. expectations. Well, I mean, you know, so. that's 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 where you want to be. You got to decide what you want for what you think you can get. All right, dump coming up next. Stay right here, Travis and Sleeper Show, seven ten ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so this is, uh, this is an interesting one. We'll, we'll stay with the Lakers for a quick second here. How about Rui Hachimura's debut, which was uh, against the San Antonio Spurs Wednesday night? Crashed the NBA streaming service in Japan. Rakuten. Rakuten, who uh, streams it, released a statement on the matter saying, starting around 1220 Japan time on Thursday, 
uh, January 26th, the NBA Rockathon site became inaccessible with a sudden surge in user traffic caused a server issue. I'm not trying to disrespect other franchises out there, but there's certain combinations of power of brands, right? When LeBron James is his own Here brand. Here we go. Here we go with this. All LBJ right. is his own brand. LeBron could have been with the Cleveland Cavaliers and he'll be breaking records, streaming service, everything else. But when you combine LeBron with the Los Angeles Lakers, those are two very powerful Planet brands. LeBron and Laker Nation, yeah. Rui, who obviously um, is from Japan, to, to hear that Born in Japan. Or born in Japan. Um, to hear that their their streaming service crashes, I don't think that's happening if he got <laughs> traded to the Charlotte Hornets. No, he's also been in the league for a while, and it's not yet to happen. So, yeah, the Lakers are quite popular in uh, Japan, from my understanding. Taking it down. Taking down uh, the streaming service there. It also um, is how global NBA is as a whole, too. Yes. It's like, to put that in concept. Part like of the reason yeah. why people don't care about the basketball. They care about the dudes in the league. You know what I'm yeah. saying? This mm-hmm. gets back to my point. All right, um, can you break down this Jimmy Kimmel interviewing himself? Yeah, so um, in celebration of his 20th anniversary of him hosting his show, he <laughs> he interviewed himself from 20 years ago. So it's like a side-by-side. And he goes, oh, I'm going to bring myself in. And it's him. It has uh, He has darker hair. He has a fuller head of hair. He looks a little thicker. But essentially it was like AI. So that they AI'd his face onto something else and was talking to himself. He was like, "Oh, That's like weird. imagine in twenty years, like oh, who's who, you don't you won't believe who was president with all that stuff." Like they were like talking back and forth, and it was very funny, but it was also super unsettling because this has also been on like a bunch of things on like Twitter, a bunch of things on TikTok, where famous people are having other creators make their. AI selves do things yeah. so like Robert Pattinson was like cooking or whatever. Like that's like the AI yeah, Robert Pattinson go. was Again, in a dangerous territory. It's just like it's, it's, it's getting it's, into. It's it's really like not cool to have. It's it's just that it's uh, you are clearly though. uncomfortable to the I know, point that verbalizing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it I can't really. It's difficult. It. No, and I get it. It's it's look. It's the whole iRobot situation. Like, people, that wasn't just a movie that, like, Will Smith made. Like, Isaac Asimov and the laws of robotics are like science fiction theory that are real things that people have thought about, which is what actually happens if we lose control of this? Count me in as not here for any of that. There's certain things that I don't mind. You wanna put a chip in my wrist so that I never have to carry a wallet ever again in my life? That's one thing. But do I need some weird dog doing the Dougie in a police department? Absolutely not. Or some weird robot that can do flips and yeah. shoot guns? No, thank you. Or like AI movies. That's super weird to me. Yeah, but you don't have a choice because we are in the middle of it. I got and, a choice. This and, is this is where I become the crazy old man. Here's the <laughs> Clint, Clint, here's the thing. If this is always kind of interesting. When you see like new technology, right? When a new phone comes out and you're like, wow, look at the features this phone has. Uh-huh. Do you know how old that probably is of those that maybe like military technology and stuff? Like, they're using this stuff way before. Yeah, it's sure. To us, so when I see some of these, you know, I've seen some of these videos. These AIs talking to each other and this and I mean, listen, me out, listen, bro. it's very unsettling. <laughs> However, I really feel by the time that gets to us, which it is getting to us. I, can you imagine yeah, but have what you kind seen, of technology okay, that they see, have that we see, don't know you're about? You're not on you're you're not on social media like that. So there's a lot of stuff you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Which the most disturbing of all 
are where people will ask AIs to make certain images and they'll recreate yeah. humans and the humans will have like six or seven hands because the AIs don't, mm. I mean six or seven fingers because the AIs don't understand. It's like, bro, and they look like normal people, but then there's some weird, you're like, oh my God, it's, it's, I can, uh, what I'm saying is I totally yeah. understand why all of a sudden it was difficult to talk because yeah. like once you start thinking about it, you're like, wait a second, I'm just a human being and there's other things. I, uh, so like, makes me crazy. Send it the, my way. The, no, the thanks. The part that's interesting to me is like when AI and when like that stuff starts to do art yes to do things that we think that are uniquely human that they try to so like on tiktok they'll do this thing like they'll say uh i went through an ai uh, machine was like oh here's this song and they painted a painting based off this song and i'm like that's kind of cool but also why is it so (sighs) cool why is it so accurate i don't like how this looks but 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 does it surprise you it doesn't surprise me it's not what it surprises me about it's about what's actually there Mm -hmm. once again this is a it ain't just a simulation. It's about how the AI plays the game. And the mm-hmm. way the AI plays the game freaks me out, bro. It's Don't like hate the player. The, hate the AI. Yeah, exactly. The Uncanny Valley uh, of well it all. Have you heard of the Uncanny Valley theory? No. So there's some there's a, a point in time in which something is too close to real life, too close to reality, that our brain starts to like almost fight against it. So Ooh. for some reason, Polar Express, mm-hmm. um, the, the computer-generated... Oh, computer cartoons looked almost too real which is why we're almost scared and like off put by how weird they look right and so there's things like that there's i'm more CJ scared gets too good. of a raccoon under taylor's bed i mean that's i'm not kidding by the way that, I, that stuff freaks me out yeah that, it's, that, it's, it's, it's because it's, it is it is it, it's just a little too weird well and it's you know there's they will come a point where you just i, I don't know what you want me to tell you we're yeah. not smart enough to right hang, to hang <laughs> i can't handle machines. that it ain't right gonna happen victor Wembanyama, okay eight foot five wingspan seven <laughs> foot four guy that guy's been, that's what ai is walking into an NBA court now. You're like, I can't handle that. All right. What am I supposed to do with that skill set? Let me throw this your way, and I want to see uh, your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. So we've seen a lot of different documentaries come out on players. We've seen, um, and, and for me, I'm, I'm good with them, but there is, there's a lot of them. Um, coming out, Netflix is releasing a Bill Russell documentary on February 8th called Bill Russell Legend, two-part documentary film featuring the last interview with Bill and access to his per- personal archives. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I might have watched and been around for the Michael Jordan era. Mm-hmm. So there might be a lot of stuff that I see of Jordan that maybe doesn't surprise me because, oh, no, no, everyone was covering Jordan. This is interesting to me because I'm probably going to learn a lot that I wouldn't know unless Netflix puts out a documentary on Bill Russell. Bill Russell's a guy that, um, as I say Momo this a lot, house, by the Momo's way. in the building, clearly coming off a TV appearance, looking great. How are you? Thank you, thank you. Um I know a lot about Bill Russell because I got a black dad, so there's that. But the reason why I'm interested in this is because the simple span of time of of whatever, I mean, it's going to be a history lesson in America, never mind in basketball. Also, I have a personal connection to this a little bit, which is that, um, you know, John Thompson was Bill Russell's backup, John Thompson of the, the late great John Thompson of the Hoyas. So I'd be interested to see sort of like how hmm. all of that actual basketball history goes. But quickly, speaking of basketball documentaries, Chris Jackson, a.k.a. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, has one coming out now soon, mm. which is probably what I'm most interested in as far as my age and my contemporary time. I, I'm fascinated to see what it's like because he got blackballed from the league for not standing for the ovation. I mean, the uh, anthem. The so, anthem. We'll yep. see. All right, we got uh, Super Crosstalk starting right now.
What up? All right, what super crosstalk. We're doing good. The house. The Seems like Clint is sitting the higher than everybody. How are you up higher than everybody on your chair? I, I don't know, it's just a bigger chair. Yeah, bigger chair. Yeah. He's got the I big chair. I don't like chair. being up so high. I feel, I feel like I'm dangling. <laughs> like Because like, I'm really yeah, My short. feet are firmly on the ground. And my feet <laughs> like, never touch the ground. Like, they don't touch the ground if I'm yeah. up that high. You got the Humpty Dumpty yeah, feeling. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> a little wobbly. Want to hear something funny? There, at, at every Laker <laughs> That's funny. game. At every Laker game. There is like this, there's not enough of these seat cushions where we sit in the radio. Right, do you, do right, you remember right. what I'm talking about? I know exactly about? what okay. you're talking about. Okay. Yes. There is like this, only because we're bringing this up, how high somebody is. Mm-hmm. Michael puts like five cushions on top. Does he of, really? I'm not kidding. Why does he need, he's I, tall. He's six, Why does he eight. need so many cushions? Why? Okay. <laughs> I, I will take a picture next yeah. time. Yeah, I'll please do. Guys. Yeah. But he puts at least four, maybe five, something along those Does lines. Does that mean other people don't get yep. cushions? 1,000% oh. that other people. Well, they, so this I, is a zero-sum game. But this right? is, but he's a cushion thief. <laughs> but the, no, no, but this is Michael for years. So it's almost when you do something for years and you're Michael Thompson, it becomes, okay, hey, that's it's not Michael. just Michael. This that's is how Michael. he operates, right. But there is always not enough seat cushions. And every time you get to the game, there is just like this... Um, Lord of the well, I don't flies. Know what you, Lord of the Flies. Everybody looking for a cushion. Right. Oh, here comes Michael. <laughs> Hang on to my it's cushion. Like Debo. Yeah. Okay. Friday. So we don't want that. We spent a little time talking about movie theater. Oh, I didn't know that etiquette. Yeah. I have no <laughs> okay. idea. Oh, set it up. For it me. might be I have the no only idea. time I've I've seen you curse in one of our text threads. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. This might be the only time that you were passionate enough. Yes. To drop an f bomb. I was. So before I even get into the. Would you go see a three-hour-long movie like mm-hmm. I did yesterday? Emily happened to see the What'd same. See? I saw Babylon. Oh, ba- I okay. Babylon. Okay. Right. I like Babylon a lot too. I love Babylon. Okay, too so long. it have you? Did you see it or no? No. Okay, please. so you yeah. look like a person who's going to movie theaters right. these days. She's got both kids with her. Yeah, um, like just. The three-hour thing, so you're out because it's three hours. Even if everybody tells you it's an amazing movie, yeah, I'll watch it when it comes on streaming. Okay. You clearly have no problem with the three hours. Nope. I went to see Avatar. I went to see Babylon. Both are like three hours and change. Like, Clinton's not going to a three-hour no, movie. No That's I've walked out of three-hour movies. So, I mean, I've, I, I, what I said was, if I don't know a movie's going to be three hours and I find out it's three hours in the previews, I'm leaving. Number two, I've gone to see three-hour movies on in halves on consecutive days before too which is a little life hack. oh that's interesting yeah, yeah. he's paying hack. for a ticket twice I do that sometimes yeah, it's, it's, as, it's, as like the whole miniseries huh. it's, it's happened yeah I've done it before where you take what was that Scorsese movie a couple of years ago old guy Irishman I broke that into like four pieces I'm like it was like a miniseries I watched <laughs> that's uh, a lot that's, that's a lot minutes, of theater 30 time minutes. Yeah. all but, right so we did the three hour movie yes and by uh, the way what did you think of Babylon I thought it was good, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't say an hour 45 in. I'm like, I still have an hour and 15 left. Yeah, it's true. It was and like it, just after the party scene, probably. Yeah, it's <laughs> just after scene. the opening party scene. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's a party. I want to go to that party. That's, uh, let's just say. That Slee, was let's get to the crux more of the matter here. Okay, you know, now get to the, You know what we want to talk about. All right. Part, a lot okay. of builds up here. Lot this is Kaplan esque levels of build up. Okay. So <laughs> he had a question. I have to answer the question, yes. okay? Yes. Um, so then the the conversation became just movie room, movie theater etiquette. Yes, mm-hmm. etiquette. I'm as quiet as it gets at a movie theater. Me too. I might look at my phone, but I'm turning the light all the way down as mm-hmm. well. I'm doing best. I won't I even can. look at my phone. I'll do best I can not to bother everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yates sounds like he's having a party in there. For yeah, I mean, well, let me just let me say that this though. There's a couple things at play here. Number one, which is that a Mace, you are like a movie guy. Like Correct. that's that is probably how you most self-identify outside of 
radio. Yes, you know what I'm yes. saying? Like in terms of what you actually do. So there's that. And I understand that element of it. Like in the same way that when I go to baseball games, I don't really drink. I keep score of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like you're on that level of a movie fan. Yes, so for I you, am. silence in the movie theater is understandable. All I'm saying is, as somebody that doesn't really care about movies that much as an art form, but loves being entertained by them, and as a black American, silence in the movie theater is not my idea of fun in a movie theater. Right. And it's an interesting thing to see, because what I will ask you is this. Have you ever been in a situation in which that element actually made it more fun, in terms of the interaction with the movie theater? Okay. Horror no. movies, mm. I don't mind. Now, Look out! This is what I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna ask you. Okay. So you understand what I'm getting yes. at in terms yeah. of the interaction yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah. not and it's just it's just an interesting cultural thing, which is that when I go to the movies, I I typically don't yes. I don't normally go unless I'm going alone, I won't go with one other person. I'll go with two or three other people. Right, right. So you can kind of talk about Yeah. And yeah, it happens in the movie theater. Now, listen, I'm not the guy yelling jokes on the plane yes. trying to get everybody to laugh. That's lame. Yeah. yeah. But I'm certainly gonna talk with my friends. And if somebody else says something funny, I'm gonna laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I used to own movie theaters in Hawthorne. I owned them for five years. And I can tell you that there was more conversation with the movie yeah. than there was at an average movie theater. Gotcha. Um, in my case, if I see somebody with their phone lit up, I will say, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. If somebody it really starts- you? It really does. It I does. mean, it I'm there for a movie experience. Yeah. I'm there sort of like in the- t- I, I, I want to be completely enveloped in the experience, and I don't want anything distracting it, including a lady on her phone or two guys having a conversation over there. Excuse me. <laughs> That's so you actually will shush I someone. Absolutely will. I love it. In fact, I especially shush somebody. I was seeing a live uh, theater show. I forget what show okay, I was seeing. Okay, theater's a different matter. And but. this lady was on her phone the whole time. I'm like, you're being disrespectful to those actors yeah. up there who mm. are putting yes. on a show. Yeah, That's that a different matter, though. Yeah. Like, you saw uh, Wendell Scott, who actually yelled at a guy. Uh, like, Lawrence Fishburne did it once, too. Exactly, yeah. Walked know. out to the lip of the stage and said, right. excuse me, sir. Right. That's a different matter. But for me, the fun part is the interaction. I saw. I was, I was telling him before, I saw... Um, um, Wakanda Forever with a bunch of black folks, a bunch of Howard students in there going nuts, and it was like there okay, are movies that, in which the sounds, artistic yeah, vibe. I understand what you're that saying. That sounds fun. Yeah, like, I, and I have not gone to a. Th- and I pretty much won't go to a movie theater unless the movie's kind of like that anymore. That's that's kind of where I see, am. Like you won't go. Let's say Babylon was ninety minutes. You wouldn't go see it. Or like sort of, of the, a movie about old Hollywood. You would probably not. Go not see well, it. I, I okay. So the only. The only example is a friend of mine from the internet was in a movie that was like an indie film that was okay. playing at a small theater. Mm-hmm. I went and saw that. I didn't talk in that movie. There was 15 people in there. It was 90 minutes. But I remember the first time I saw Iron Man, I went and got drunk with a bunch of people I got off my restaurant shift with, and we went down to the movie theater, right. and we went nuts in the movie theater as everybody else did. I think it was a midnight is, show. I think there's you know, a sliding scale, yeah. right? Yeah, there's action just, movies, maybe. Right. Yeah. You know, the like vibe like, in the theater. Do you remember Armageddon? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Armageddon. Okay. When we, like, I am not, spoiler alert, like from 20 years ago, <laughs> when we when they saved the world. Yep. Like, we cheered. Yeah. Sure. We're like, yeah! We but this is the no, Fast and Furiousness. The, the, the Fast and Furious type vibe yeah. where you get in there, you're like, listen, what are we really doing Fast here? Fast and Furious. You know? so, I, see, I'm okay with talking during Fast and Furious. Okay. Like, like when the cars yeah. have parachutes, I'm like, <laughs> that car's got a damn parachute yeah. right, right. right okay. there. Okay, so we've, 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 we've found some diplomatic yeah. middle ground yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. I'm glad. I so it's see, a sliding scale. Yes. Yeah. I could see Yates during like a really sad movie. Just like, oh, come on, guys. I don't... I don't Car. want somebody yapping I, I back no, at no. the fa- 
enablements, no, okay? That, it's yeah. just not my jam at all. That's hilarious. Mom's got a monkey. I've no, had some, I don't want that kind of yelling. I've had some great crowd experiences, though. Like, I remember I was in college when Van Wilder yeah. came out, and they okay. played it at midnight, and everybody, mm-hmm. your bottles rolling yeah. all over the place. I mean, you know, like, that to me, especially in a post-pandemic world, if I'm going to the movie theater, I would like it to be like a game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll go sit and watch a high school baseball game by myself and we'll be like, why are you talking to me? Movie theater? No. I'm looking for the big show. Yeah. That's me. What happened to you? You Somebody was... It's, it's kind it's, of... Was it one of those dine-in places? So and, it was IPIC. IPIC, IPIC in Pasadena. Okay. I like the IPIC, yeah. So it's kind of... You know what, though? The dine-ins are kind of weird, though. They're very I, weird. I agree 100%. Like, like, when I'm sitting next to somebody, and they're just, like, going in on, Slurping on wings. nachos and wings, you're like, you hear the smell, it's like I got utensils. You hear the utensils hitting, you got people know, cutting right? in like this. <laughs> yep. We actually didn't go to eat. We had eaten prior, but it's, anyway, it's comfortable. Um, so we go to IPIC. The server. Mm-hmm. My man, this guy was so walking Alan's around. So Alan's talking like that. Alan's talking like that. Let's just say I'm the server. Hi, Mr. Sliwa, what can I get you? The guy was, oh like, the movie's the going on. Movie? Wow. It was basically uh, Would you like the, the salmon, the steak, or the uh, cream cauliflower on your side? Jeez. You just want a sparkling water? Cool. No, you want I can't hear you it? speak up. We're only in a movie theater. It's like, it's like the uh, in Love Actually, you know, the one where he tries to buy the jewelry for his mistress? Yes. <laughs> a little sprig. Oh, it's, uh, you're talking about Mr. Bean doing that? Yeah, that's very funny. So Alan's over there whispering. Some guy's I'm, yelling I'm at him. I'm whispering to him I'll trying the, to get... I'll have the wings. I'm What's that? To, I'm trying to get him Habanero? Uh, what? Side of blue cheese dressing. I can't hear you, Mr. Sliwa. <laughs> I knew what everybody ordered. Yeah. I knew what the bill was going to yeah. be. I knew everything. <laughs> I thought, you know, it's like me trying to whisper to him to give him the notification. Yeah. We're at a theater, even though he works at... I right, theaters. right. He you should be he the one doing that. Now, to I you. do love the recliners at those places. I do. Though. It's comfortable. It is Very comfortable. really, hey, really mellow. You ever fall asleep in one of those? I haven't, but I'm telling you, I, I went to a people. movie with my mom and not stepdad Leo. They were both snoozing <laughs> by out. the time yeah. we got to hour two. <laughs> out. I told happens. my girl. It happens, bro. I told my girl this is uh, probably during hour two of the three-hour yeah. movie. I said, uh, and she was passed out. She, she. Oh, yeah. she's sound asleep. Okay, but she went to sleep for like five minutes. But she's also yeah. the one where we're going to go drive to Sprout. She'll fall asleep in the car. Like she, she just, really, she the humming noise. I don't know what it is. It's like <laughs> a humming of the this. She falls asleep. You get on a plane before the plane takes off. Yeah, you're out. Yeah. She's already sleeping. Yeah. Oh, okay? Good for her. Oh, good wow. for her. I'm yeah. with you. I wish I could do that. So Me too. Uh, I, uh, I think we're going to switch gears here a little bit. I think. Uh, oh, what we're now? Ready, we're ready. No, no, no. What happened? Ready to make what? the announcement? I think it's going to be me and Beto in the pickleball tournament. There was some question as to who really? my teammate was going to be, but I think me and Beto is the biggest bang for the buck. That's locked in? That's what we're going to It's not locked in yet, but... That's a good duo. That's the, that, we have, uh, you know, agreements have not been reached. Pending physicals is what I was right. looking for. Pending now, you know, who I'm playing, you know who I'm playing with. I, I do not. Cappy's Pappy. Oh, we're doing this. Yes. So, Charlie okay, Cap, we're doing ringer. this. This was my idea. Well, Cappy's this was not my idea. I said, flying in you can still Boca. call it Mason and Kaplan. Yeah, yes, Mason wow. exactly. Kaplan, yeah. That's great. And okay. he's apparently somewhat of a ringer. I like that. Which I am not. I like You that. like ringers. Oh, I do like yeah. ringers. Yep. So I I'm do looking like forward ringers. to this. Okay, we're, who, we're going tank who tops. Who do you want to avoid most of some of uh, the teams DeMarco Farr and Kirk Morris. And Kirk? Yeah. That's a good team. I also would like to Should know. Heard Kirk's answer when we asked he him. He sounded it. like Bill Belichick yep. talking about we're moving on to Cincinnati. He goes, I'm really looking forward to working with DeMarco on this. I think oh that we God. could get it. We were oh like, no. and he wasn't even joking. It's a real he was like game. dead They're serious. They're probably going to do practices and they two probably days will. and all kinds of I stuff. I told you, though, yeah. I'm concerned about the listeners, man. Anybody who voluntarily yeah, yeah, yeah. signs up for pickleball, they'll be 
Ball is, is going probably going to be, be good. really good. Yes. So this should be interesting. Uh, one of our sales guys, Ron Mitchell, is he said, I, "Yeah, I play every uh, weekend. I play five hours Ron a day." I'm like, "Are you kidding?" Ron was Ron was also the guy that came in our relief pitcher. Yeah. Ron was Julio the year game. that the Dodgers won the World Series. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Came he in this off. Came in and closed it out. And you know what was like sad? It was I actually was kind of good. And he was so good, like it, like like I was impressed with myself. I you was had like total very, game. I was like very postpartum. Like I really just had <laughs> yeah. just popped out a baby, and I was like, man, I might really suck. But like this, this is, may not go well for any Ron of us. And then Ron came in, and then Ron came in, and I was like, oh, I should have had this him is a sub different in for me beast, earlier. Though. I saw like, Mace, he was really good. I saw Mace in the dugout do one of these. I'm like, I don't know what's going <laughs> yeah, on. And yeah. then Ron what? started right away. Like I was like, I was all proud of myself. Like, oh man, I did better than I thought I was gonna do. And then Ron came in, I was like, ooh. I am. Yeah, uh, Ron was good. fielding <laughs> plays <laughs> at third. And I'm like, more concerned about the. Uh, you know, injury concern was my biggest issue in the yeah, softball thing. Yeah. I could not get over yeah. that. I was I very never scared. Got hurt, so I was fun. very scared somebody was going to get hurt. I might be more scared somebody's going to get hurt in pickleball. Yeah, smaller courts, different cuts. It's just, it's just baby tennis. I know, but baby tennis is still like. I almost feel like a regular tennis that's tournament. Like, that's like a tournament. Because you're not even going to try to move fast. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, oh, there it goes. Angles. Can I direct something at Sliwa for a minute yes. since, yes. since Crosstalk's winding down? Yeah. So. I so I texted you guys this morning about the talking in the movie theaters. I think I text you fairly often. Uh, I text the afternoon show okay. fairly often. Almost every um, time I'm on one of these shows, you text the people. The, on the afternoon show, show texts yes. me. Yeah. Um, I have we never gotten text. a text from Travis and Sliwa, anybody from the Travis and Sliwa show. It's almost as if you wrap your show, you turn the station off, yeah. and you move on with your lives, as opposed to being part of this whole ship. So you're saying we don't text during your guy's show? Correct. It makes us feel like you're not listening. Yeah, like you're okay, not listening. Can I, can I ask you like a question? Like, we're all listening to you. How is that possible if Slee does weekly or game day appearances on... Sedano and Cap every single Lakers day? For the game, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah the game, on, I do. on game days, yes. Okay, so... When you leave from here, yeah. you're listening the whole way home? Correct. I'm listening to Sudano and Cap. You guys don't, like, you don't get away for a second? Mm. No, I'm, I'm, like, in the flow. Uh, I'm about 50-50. I'm in the flow. I, of the I, was I, off, I was off yesterday. Yeah. And I did not listen at all. And I missed Taylor's raccoon story. Well, see, which, oh, the, the raccoon, raccoon story. The raccoon story was fantastic. So I needed a little bit of the raccoon story today because I got a little bits and pieces. I didn't, I didn't catch it. Yeah, Sometimes it he had a raccoon. He had to fight off a raccoon with one of his custom roto bats that he got from the All-Star game last year. He was sleeping in the middle of the night. <laughs> under his bed. And there was a raccoon in under his bed. Under his bed. Where do you live? Torrance? In a pool house? Yeah, that's common. Yeah, I have a sliding door. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. I mean, I have raccoons. As too if at my everyone house. in Torrance. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I, sure. I, raccoon. I have raccoons. There's Torrance. like a raccoon family that lives near in our cul de sac, and we all kind of like humor them because they're they're as long as they don't mess with us then we're fine yeah mm-hmm. but now they're they're making me mad because they're eating my vegetables and fruits like mm-hmm. i gotta break out the really airsoft hard gun. to grow some bell peppers and yeah also one day i came out and they were all gone i was like taylor used all the my strawberries bat. Yep. he used the softball bat and didn't even to try get them out of the bracket and then they go and they dig up the plants because there's worms apparently under the soil uh-huh so they're messing with my garden oh now. wow what yeah are you that's doing that now? this means Didn't war. Your dad used to trap gophers this and stuff? means war. yeah my dad does that but he he says he can trap the raccoon and i was like i don't know that's pretty big raccoons can be so what big. I have he heard, said it was the size of a crock pot what i have heard and they're mean too like <laughs> which you is the funniest thing that happened pot. all day by the way i could not stop laughing cook it and eat it or something. i don't know i would stay away <laughs> never from know metaphor but like i've heard that the way one of the um one of the ways you do it is uh 
chili flakes, like really hot chili flakes. If you know they're going to be eating some of your stuff, yeah. really put some hot chili flakes okay. where they are, and that's then smart. you just burn them out. Oddly yeah. enough, that's how you attract ah! me to food. That's you, how you attract me to did something. You like my raccoon imitation? These poor guys, <laughs> they're going to be eating chili flakes on their next time. Chili flakes so are nice to answer your question. Yes, yes. I think it's like getting away for a second. A lot of these days, I'll I, have I you. I'll have a game like a few hours Correct. later. Yeah, I get that. Or I'll have Lakers talk a few yeah, hours later. Sure. Probably like you just kind of want to get away. He's got to decompress, man. Yeah. You know, it's not easy watching okay the Lake Show. Every get away night. for a second, but then you want to get in right at three. back to the action. But yeah. then right in at three. Exactly. All right, fair exactly. enough. All right, Supercross talk powered by In and Out Burger.